remain free if they are not willing if need be to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here. This is the Restoration Hour. And tonight's show, we're going to be doing a special on Australia. And the way things are going down there, which it's very, very grim. And I've been in touch with a friend down there who gives me uh, weekly reports about how bad things are. You can't, if you live on a town that borders between Queensland and I forget the other provinces down there, I guess New South Wales. And uh, and if you want to go grocery shopping on the other side of the street and the border is in the middle of the street, you can't go without some kind of vaccine passport. And, of course, we've heard about the rioting and, uh, you know, the uh, um, clashes between demonstrators and police. And uh, I'm not sure if uh, mass media is referring to these demonstrators as rioters, even though they don't have guns. But nevertheless, the uh, you know, the, the mass media always portrays anybody who's... Uh, uh, rebelling against tyrannical government as a rioter, right-wing conspirator, uh, you know, uh, 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 what's the terrorist? Those are the kind of terms they use. But when it's left-wing rioters, oh, they're peaceful protesters burning cities down, right? So uh, this is why it's so amazing that the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict uh, came back not guilty. A true victory for the Second Amendment. So welcome, everybody. This is uh, November 27, 2021. Uh, we're still in Thanksgiving weekend. Hope you all had a pleasant Thanksgiving. And uh, you know, uh, take a break away from the craziness and the loneliness going on around the world. But, uh, you know, it's, it's coming back w- with a vengeance, too. The, the Rothschilds are not going to give up their covid Nonsense! Their their COVID lockdown, their COVID tyranny uh, against the entire world. Uh, it's obvious that these uh, instructions are coming from the international bankers, the House of Rothschild, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, all these uh, super rich uh, billionaire and trillionaire Jews, and uh, they're demonstrating to the world that they do have the power to control the entire planet. Even even the communist countries. But this is a communist... <laughs> COVID is a communist bug. Hi, Lily, how are you doing? COVID is a communist bug. That's what it is. It's, it's a political bug. It's, it's, not a, it's not a real disease. It's a political bug because the Rothschilds knew after we, uh, we Americans, beat them in the Revolutionary War, we beat them in the War of 1812, 
we had a draw in uh, the Civil War, but then the Rothschilds decided, okay, we're going to use banking. And, then, and now today, uh, health mandates to defeat the Americans. So, uh, but while they're using it to defeat the Americans, for, for they hope, the last time. But uh, we, we have a good track record against them. Uh, two out of three ain't bad. And, uh, but, so they have two strikes against them. And it's going to be strike three if they try to beat us again. So anyway, it's the American Revolution all over again. It's the Civil War all over again. And our people had better start waking up. And the ones who survive the uh, shot, the COVID shot, which is a political communist shot, it's a military weapon. It is not a health practice. It's a military weapon. And for those who take the shot, they will also experience very serious consequences health-wise. And the Rothschilds have been hoping that all the gun owners in America would voluntarily take the shot. I don't know how that's working out. I haven't done any research on that. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert says, Captain Kirk, Bones, when will the COVID pandemic end? Bones, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a politician. Good, good, good quote there from Spoiler. All right, so this is where it's at, folks. As I said, COVID is a communist bug. It's not a health problem. But as I have also said, I've been saying for the last you know, almost two years now, and what the cry of the Americans and Paul Revere was the redcoats are coming, the redcoats are coming, and we here at Eurofolk Radio have been shouting, the white coats are coming, the white coats are coming, because they have simply switched uniforms from military to medical. But it's still a war. It is still a war. So the report tonight is going to be about Australia and how things are going down there. You know, we watched with great trepidation when Australia took the guns, you know, the guns away from Australians, although they, they still have limited gun rights in terms of hunting and things like that. However, uh, the right to defend themselves against their own dictatorial government has been taken away from them. And uh, we'll just have to see if the Australians have had enough. If they have had enough. Okay, so here's a report, and this is uh, from uh, YouTube. This is what is happening in Australia. And, of course, it's constant propaganda about new cases. They won't report the fact that the new cases are being caused by the, by the shot and not by COVID. Here we go. Nearly 1,500 cases, our worst day yet. It's in contact tracing to change as a political... 1,500 cases in one day, the reporter says. And of course, uh, but what are they caused by? Are they caused by COVID or are they caused by the injection that people are receiving? Okay. The, and even in the early days of COVID, they were never giving any details about who, who, was, getting, who was getting sick. You know, and the death rate, they never reported a death rate, which is very, very low in comparison to 
average flu seasons. In fact, it was lower than average flu season. And we have not seen an uptick in, uh, in deaths per capita since uh, the so-called COVID outbreak. They've just shifted the statistics from flu to COVID. But now I expect we see, we'll see an uptake because so many people are volunteering or many people not volunteering, but getting it anyway, the shot. So, uh, and here, let me po- post this uh, video in the chat room so you can uh, watch it later. But this is what is uh, going on today in Australia. And it's serious stuff, folks. Very serious stuff. Okay, here, let's continue. Political blame game erupts over the bill to support the construction shutdown. State political reporter Mark Santomartino. Okay, they've got a construction shutdown. Why in the world would they have a construction shutdown? Is it because people are too sick or because the lockdown is so extreme that they have a construction shutdown? Uh, How are people going to feed themselves? I mean, here in America... Biden uh, gave us a, what, uh, $2,000 per head <laughs> uh, freebie after, you know, and this is how government, tyrannical government always works. They take, uh, they take thousands of our tax dollars away, and then they, they give us a, a pittance in return and claim to be doing us good, right? And, of course, the income tax is totally unconstitutional. So we're living under a tyranny that pretends, that absolutely 100% pretends to be doing us good. Let's continue. Melbourne's trapped in a fog of rolling numbers that are only getting worse. We keep doing that. These numbers will go from 1,500 to 2,000 and beyond. Grand final gatherings fueling today's 1,488 infections, 50 higher than Thursday's spike, setting a record that dwarves anything Victoria faced in last year's second wave. It's another challenging day, the highest numbers of days. Well, they have been vaccinating people, haven't they? Didn't they tell us that the vaccine is going to stop <laughs> the infection rate? Isn't that what they told us? Well, of course, they lied. And now they have all these crazy um, variants that are no such thing. It's just the latest lie projected by mass media, which is controlled by the international Jew. That's all it is. It's just more lies and more fabrication, more fear-mongering from the Judeo-politicians. Let's continue. Daily COVID cases we have seen and the large numbers of active cases at any one time we've seen in Victoria. The estimate we've got is around a third of what we're seeing has been driven by a significant upswing in social gatherings that we saw last weekend. Okay, so they're claiming that the uptick is caused by social gatherings rather than by the vaccine. Can you believe it? This is what's called news. It more than a thousand of today's cases are in the city's west and north, overshadowing a surge in the southeast, and another 71 cases in the regions, including 10 at Shepparton. That includes a case uh, involving a grand final party with 17 other people. A risk that plunged the regional city back into lockdown at midnight on five hours' notice. Almost- okay, so they gave people five hours' notice and they locked the city down again. Can you believe it? These people are sitting at home. 
I guess they have to just order pizza every night from a vaccinated delivery guy. Most 50% of Shepparton is fully vaccinated, narrowly behind the state average. May- okay, so the, the, the town is fully vaccinated, yet they have all this spike in COVID cases. What good is the vaccine doing? Making way for a rethink in isolating supermarket staff. We've seen some, but we've seen next to no transmission between staff and customers in supermarkets. In a new trial, quarantine for exposed workers. Oh yeah, like they've really done any research on that. Workers will be cut from 14 to 5 days or even... Oh wow, Woolworths. The video has shows a Woolworths store, which... Uh, Growing up in Chicago, they were all over the place, but they're gone out of business in Chicago. I haven't seen a Woolworth store in years, but there they are in Australia. A negative test if staff are fully vaccinated, wearing masks, and cleaning is up to code. It's not a free kick. It encourages good behaviour. Lightening. I think even the bananas tested positive. The load on contact traces dealing with 50,000 close contacts waiting to... Ex- oh, so they've got contact traces going door to door. Full body armor. Wow. This female police officer has a rod on her hip. That is a big gun, <laughs> right? For, you know, terrorizing innocent citizens going door to door. Exit isolation. You will not. Re- By the way, that's the reason I left Chicago, because that's what I'm expecting to happen there. Receive a follow-up phone call from the Department of Health. You will not receive any follow-up communication from us. That negative test result from your day 13 test will be sufficient to release you. Those arriving from interstate should expect the... So uh, they've got people totally terrorized by COVID, and they will determine when uh, when they they will decide whether you can go back to normal. But you, you won't be able to go back to normal because if only, let's say, half the country goes back to normal. Well, it's who are you going to deal with if you're living in a in a home with a friend or relative that's got COVID? Isn't your entire house still locked down? The same treatment as Victoria prepares to reopen the borders and reopen construction, waving cash at the seventy thousand businesses it forced to shut down, offering one seventy thousand construction businesses have been shut down. This is far worse than anything happened here in Illinois or even America. And uh, what about other businesses? This is just construction business. 70,000 construction businesses have been shut down. Payments of two to eight and a half thousand dollars worth 196 million. The construction grants would have been doubled. Uh, if the Commonwealth government had uh, not refused to contribute. Treasurer Tim Pallas accusing Scott Morrison of being the Prime Minister for Sydney. It's blatant favourable treatment for New South Wales. This is churlishness, this is mean-spirited behaviour, and it hurts. Scott Morrison is a total New World Order guy. An industry that doesn't deserve this treatment. Victoria has received per capita... Yeah, why single out the construction industry? It, that doesn't make any... Unless they're just punishing the people of Australia, and that's obviously what they're doing, just punishing the people of Australia. It looks like Australia is the test case for the Jew world order in this lockdown procedure. Uh, looks like Austria is going next, but we'll see. Uh, there's going to be more and more anger. Uh, I I just I don't, don't see Australia going much longer without a revolutionary. We'll see. Yeah. 
the highest amount of support of any state or territory throughout this pandemic. Spin that matters little to the families of another two infected Victorians who died. Both are in their 60s. Just 5% of the now 420... How many construction workers are in their 60s? Nine Victorians in hospital are fully vaccinated. 97 are getting intensive care. 54 need machines to breathe. Ventilators. really need people. Well, these are fully vaccinated and they still have a high rate of infection. Isn't that odd? To recognise that this is a very perilous path that we're on. And we're, what, four or five weeks away from 80% double dose. It is not an impossible distance. 80% double dose. They're going to be even sicker. And, Mark, the federal treasurer has swiped back at Tim Pallas. Well, after being accused of being from but not for Victoria, Alicia, Josh Frydenberg has released his own statement undermining some of the numbers that Tim Pallas quoted today. It reads in part that the Morrison government since the pandemic began has delivered more economic support to Victoria on a per capita basis than to any other state, in total $50.2 billion out the door. Each state has been responsible for designing their own business support program. Now, the reason why construction wasn't included in Victoria's program, Alicia, is because they expected to keep the sector open. Obviously that's changed, but it's a technicality that the Commonwealth is sticking to, a stance that Tim Pallas says, given the changing situation, makes no sense. All right, Mark Santamartino, thank you. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to single out construction workers. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's a vital industry. So you can imagine how their families are doing. And I don't know what the rate of small business, independent-owned business is in Australia compared to America, but uh, you know, here in America, it was the small business owners that were hit hardest in 2020. In fact, the corporations uh, did very, very well, uh, picking up all the business that small businesses lost. Back to the uh, back to the news report here. Well, police have wasted no time in arresting anti-lockdown protesters who took to Melbourne streets for a third consecutive weekend. As Maggie Rayworth reports, much of today's anger was a result of vaccines becoming mandatory for all essential workers. Mm. Reintroducing Death's Door Gin, the original American craft gin. Death's Door. Oh, maybe they need more gin in Australia. Swiftly plucking protesters from the pack. Wow. More arrests followed. The public order response team wasted no time moving in on anti-lockdown protesters. Three cops moving on there. Demonstrators initially planned to gather at the Shrine of Remembrance, but a strong wall of authority deterred the crowd. Poorly organised protesters could be heard struggling to round up numbers for their rally. Attacked by police. They formed a group at the Botanic Gardens. Jimmy, ashamed of yourself! But... They were yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself, you cop. Hands on pepper spray, police eager to Ooh. shut this down. Officers were out in force. Those against mandatory vaccines and lockdowns making their voices heard. All workers on the authorised list must have one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine by October 15. Anti-vaxxers say okay, the measure... Okay, so this is an older uh, video. Uh, I don't know if that... Uh, uh, Demand has been met since October 15th. So, folks, that gives you an idea what's going on in Australia and how bad it is. This is total Jew world order lockdown with no concern for the rights of humans, let alone white people. So we're, we're seeing this is going to get worse and worse and worse until the people start fighting back and they're going to have to start fighting back. 
that's the nature of the game here, folks. Okay, so uh, we're going to continue. Here are some articles from uh, Australia. Oh yeah, and I was I was going to do a, a report on Israel, but that'll have to wait. I'm I'm trying to fi- find out how much of the news from Israel is accurate. How much of the vaccination program, so called, is bogus, namely placebos, and how much of it is real? I'm trying to get to the bottom of what's going on in Israel. But my suspicion is this is just about all bogus. So, because uh, they can't, uh, the the Jews of Israel, uh, they're, they're not, they're not going to kill their own people, at least not any great extent, but they will report it as if it's, there's a great, it's an average death rate for Israel compared to the rest of the world. That's what I expect them to do, but we'll see. I'll try to get uh, more about this perhaps for next Saturday night. So here's the burning platform. Australia's astonishing tyranny keeps growing. Oh, wow. Uh, My screen is surrounded by ads all of a sudden. This is crazy. And uh, instead of when you click on the X, instead of it going away, it opens up the damn link. All right. So here's the article. I could pass, get past the ads. In the early summer of 1798, an Irish stonemason named Philip Cunningham reached his breaking point. Cunningham was sick and tired of English rule in Ireland. Now the people have to be sick and tired of Jewish rule in Australia. And along with 50,000 of his fellow Irishmen, Cunningham picked up a weapon and started an uprising against Great Britain. Their rebellion was a complete disaster. The rebels hoped that the British army was too weak to resist after their defeat in the American Revolution. But within a few short months, the British had regained tight control of Ireland, obviously at the behest of the Jewish bankers that control Britain. Naturally, their first order of business was to round up all the remaining rebels, and Cunningham was among them. His punishment was being shipped off to a British penal colony in the South Pacific in a place that was generally known at the time as New Holland. Today, we call it Australia. Cunningham wasn't one to accept his fate easily. Even while en route to Australia, he and other prisoners briefly managed to take over the ship. Though British Marines eventually regained control and gave Cunningham 100 lashes, uh, 100 shots. But Cunningham still wasn't finished. A few years later, in March of 1804, he led about 300 Australian prisoners in yet another rebellion against their British jailers. That rebellion was so severe that the British governor was forced to declare martial law. The first, but certainly not the last time in Australia's history this would happen. This is what they have in Australia now, folks. It's martial law. The government's completely taken over people's rights. It is martial law, whatever they want to call it. Call it lockdown, it's martial law. 
It's ironic that each year Australia Day is celebrated on January 26th, which commemorates the day that the British Navy first sailed into Sydney Cove, hoisted their flag, and declared the land their penal colony. <laughs> oh yeah, we're all prisoners again. So Australia Day does not celebrate the birth of a nation so much as the ribbon cutting of a giant prison. <laughs> right? Clearly in 2021... Australia has simply been returning to its roots as the world's largest prison. Well said. Boy, it's, it's wonderful to read honest reporting. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, am I re- reading? <laughs> is this really <laughs> an article I'm reading from? This is not mainstream media, folks. Again, this is theburningplatform.com. Australia's astonishing tyranny keeps growing. Good stuff so far. You know the story by now. Two weeks to control the spread of COVID-19 became, quote, indefinite dictatorship and total suspension of basic human rights. Okay, so, quote, he's saying the 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 uh, claim that two weeks to control the spread, unquote, of COVID-19 became the indefinite dictatorship and total suspension of basic human rights. Yeah, you can't even go out. And protest. <laughs> Isn't that a basic human right? I mean, it's, it's granted for leftists, but the government in Australia is controlled by leftists. Communists, as I said, COVID is a communist bug. Over the course of the last 18 months, Australia's state and federal governments have banned citizens from leaving a country without permission, banned citizens from entering the country with threat of five years in prison. Um, is this... Australians who are out of the country wanting to come back? Not sure. Banned citizens and residents from crossing state borders? Banned citizens and residents from traveling further than five kilometers from home without permission. This, folks, is the Soviet Union. It is the Soviet Union. It's no different from the Soviet Union. I see Aldorf Wichter has put in a uh, COVID variant scam was simulated in Israel w- weeks before it was discovered. Okay, uh, that looks good. Uh, if there's time today, I'll, I'll click on that. Thank you, Adolf, because I was really wanting to, uh, to report about that. But in any case, let's continue with this article. It was a great article. Ironically, An Australian government website lays out citizens, quote, right to freedom of movement (laughs) until you run into a cop and says that this very basic human right, quote, cannot be made dependent on establishing a purpose or reason for leaving, unquote. Wait a minute, wait. This very basic, the freedom of movement, that this very basic human right, quote, cannot be made dependent on establishing a purpose or reason for living, leaving rather. Well, maybe I'm correct. A reason for living. (laughs) You you can't use living or quality of life as a reason for disobeying the government. But Australia doesn't have to follow its own rules, nor care about the human rights of all the little people, because it's an emergency. Oh, really? By the way, in in America, there is a, 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 I believe it was a Supreme Court ruling, that stated that uh, the constitutional protections of the American citizens cannot cannot be overturned by an emergency. I think I have it right here. Yeah, this is uh, 
uh, ex parte Milligan, 71 U.S. 2, parentheses, 1866, which yet stands to this day, has not been overturned. And it states this, Neither the legislature nor any executive or judicial officer may disregard the provisions of the Constitution in case of an emergency. Or at any other time. Emergencies are not (laughs) an excuse to suspend the Constitution. And that's what our government has tried to do. And we'll see how it goes. Nevertheless, uh, the Rothschilds will destroy every country on the face of the earth. And if America is still left standing, then they will invade with Chinese troops. Section 98, therefore, anyone who declares the suspension of constitutionally guaranteed rights to freely travel, peacefully assemble, earn a living, freely worship, etc., and or attempts to enforce such suspension within 50 independent, sovereign, continental United States of America is making war against our Constitution, sorry, brackets S, U.S. Constitution and the state constitutions, and therefore we the people, they violate their constitutional oath and thus immediately forfeit their office and authority and their proclamations may be disregarded with impunity. And that means anyone, even the governor and president. So if the governor and president tell you that you have to shut down, lock down, uh, and uh, suspend rights, this law, ex parte Milligan, 71 U.S. 2, says no, they can't. And we know they can't. But they're not our government. We have a globalist government. And uh, the uh, administrations, since the Reagan years, and uh, I'm sure part two uh, of, of the Reagan administration, the second term, was totally, uh, uh, not universalist, but globalist, totally globalist. And uh, it, the, his government, whatever good he did in the first term was undone in the second term. And we had nothing but uh, globalists in office ever since then. Okay. So, again, this list here, Ban citizen from leaving the country without permission. Okay. Well, I mean, can you get on a boat and go to New Zealand? But New Zealand might be worse. Ban citizens from entering the country with the threat of five years in prison. Ban citizens and residents from crossing state borders. Ban citizens and residents from traveling further than five kilometers from home without permission. That is Soviet communism, folks. That's what it is. Ironically, an Australian government website, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I read that. But Australia doesn't have to follow its own rules nor care about human rights of all the little people because it's a so-called emergency. In the name of COVID, Australian police and government officials have also tracked a large fast food order to a party to fine guests $26,000 for an authorized gathering. Oh, Throw another shrimp, shrimp on the Barbie. Developed the military to enforce lockdowns using Australia's military against its own people. Now, of course, in America, we have a law against that. It's called Posse Comitatus. They have deployed helicopters to threaten young, healthy men playing soccer. It's bad enough they're dropping dead on the field from the shot. 
having heart attacks and running out of oxygen if they're not experimenting with 5G down there, told people not to talk to their neighbors? Really? Can't talk to your neighbors? They might tell you that COVID is a fake. (laughs) Executed several dogs to prevent rescue workers from coming to the town. Arrested a pregnant mom in front of her kids for posting about an anti-lockdown rally on social media. Wow. They're they're really watching. Man, uh, this is worse than Soviet communism. Uh, well, actually, not, not yet, because we don't have the, uh, well, maybe they do have the secret police coming in the middle of the night to arrest your mom and take her away so you never see her again. Refused to grant a travel exception to a three-year-old boy visiting his grandparents separated from his parents for months because of a surprise border closure. Okay, so we shut the border down, but you can't come back. Cause a newborn infant to die because the mother was denied permission to travel across state borders for medical care. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? It's obvious that the lockdown is deadlier than the disease. Oh, yeah, and for, for sure, uh, our, our legal system has been compromised. But there are still our good judges here and there as the Kyle Rittenhouse trial proved. It is also now illegal to plan, publicize, or participate in protests. Well, it was also in the Soviet Union. The right to peaceably assemble and hold public protests against unjust government actions is enshrined in the Western legal tradition, but for organizing protests against the Australian government's tyranny, Anthony Kalouf has been sentenced to several months in prison. His crimes include not complying with COVID decrees and encouraging the commission of crimes, that is, disregarding illegal government tyranny, that is, sharing information about the time and location of protests. (laughs) Okay, so, demonstrating against your government is totally illegal in Australia, folks. Uh, Maybe you should unbook your vacation travels to Australia. He is political, like many other of his forebears. Yeah, he's a political prisoner. But at least Philip Cunningham was imprisoned because he engaged in actual violence. Kalouf, on the other hand, was found guilty of illegally crossing Australian state borders. That hasn't stopped the protests, however. Thousands of Australian construction workers, for example, protested because they refused to be coerced into vaccination against their will. Oh, maybe that's why they shut down the the construction workers. The report that we heard at the beginning of the show didn't mention that. What was it? 80,000 construction workers because they refused to get vaccinated. That's why the, the construction workers were singled out. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, maybe those guys will just uh, you know, become independent operators, start their own businesses if they can, if they can find customers, right, that aren't confined. Yeah. Wow. This is it's totally incredible. 
They actually were peaceful protesters. That is the construction version. For real. They literally sang the national anthem. Uh, the power passed the law against that too. Yet police pepper sprayed them and fired rubber bullets into the crowd of thousands, which included children. Perhaps even more diabolical is that the government restricted the media from showing footage of the event as it was happening and restricted airspace to prevent media helicopters from filming. Do we have total tyranny in Australia, folks? We sure do. That didn't stop people on the ground from recording it with their phones. In one exchange, a protester filmed the police officer agreeing, quote, I'm just as over this effing lockdown as you are, but, quote, we get paid to do this. <laughs> Fire on peaceful mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm getting paid to do this. You're not. I'm just doing my job. I'm just following orders to hell with you, citizen. Other police, uh, this is, there's no, there's no way this can end peacefully, folks. This is the French Revolution globally. The French Revolution globally. And remember, the people who brought out the guillotine wound up having it uh, used on themselves. The communists of the French Revolution who brought out the guillotine wound up having it used against themselves, folks. It's going to happen again. They asked one homeowner if he is on any social media platforms but declined to tell him why they targeted that particular address. What's really crazy is that this authoritarianism goes beyond COVID hysteria. Australia's parliament has passed a new bill eradicating Australians' right to digital privacy. Oh, you're, you're in the COVID lockdown now. You're in the COVID tyranny now. Australia's parliament, okay, there is no such thing as privacy in Australia anymore. If people are going door to door to check on your VAX status, what privacy do you have? It's called Surveillance Legislation Amendment. Identify and Disrupt Bill 2021. Identify and Disrupt against their own citizens. But of course, Australia's government is not the government of Australia. It's just another Rothschild outpost. The British have taken over Australia again. It gives the Australian Federal Police and the Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission sweeping new powers to not just surveil Australian citizens online, but also take over and run their online accounts. Oh my goodness. Lock the actual user out of the account and add or delete data. Well, why don't you just why don't you just tell me what to say, what to think, what to feel, what I should have for breakfast? The police never have to notify a person that their account has been hacked by the government. What they are calling warrants actually do not always require an actual court or judge to sign off. An emergency authorization allows police to bypass the courts entirely. And why should anyone be concerned about that? It's not like the Australian government has ever abused its emergency powers before. The right to travel, the right to protest, the right to privacy, the right to due process, the right to leave your own home and earn a living. 
These are basic human rights that are now gone in Australia. Will the Rothschilds be so bold as to try to implement this here? They certainly will try. But I think they're going to try to complete their Australia pandemic operation first and see how it goes. Because if it fails in Australia, it will certainly fail here. But if it fails in Australia, it will still fail. If it succeeds in Australia, it will still fail here. There is no reason it couldn't happen to other formerly free nations as well. And that means more than ever before, it's time to think about a plan B. The who? Our plan B or their plan B? The corrupt establishment will do anything to suppress sites like the burning platform from revealing the truth. The corporate media does does this by demonetizing sites like mine by blackballing the site from advertising revenue. If you get value from this site, please keep it running with a donation. Burning Platform, LLC, P.O. Box 1520, Culpsville, Pennsylvania, 19443. So the, the site has to be based in America in order to get news, true news, out of Australia, folks. That's a really horrible situation. Well, the Bible told us that Mystery Babylon would take over the world and Satan is the prince of this world. People better start reading their Bibles and realize that these are apocalyptic times, folks. These are apocalyptic times. So, a very good article from the Burning Platform. Okay, and uh, so I'm going to go back into the chat room and click on that uh, post about what's going on in Israel. Okay, and this is from vaccineimpact.com. 2021, the new COVID variant scam was simulated in Israel weeks before it was discovered. (laughs) Oh, no. Or implemented, created, not discovered. Of course, the word discovered is in quotation marks. Vaccine Impact. We've referenced this website many times already. This is a really great website, Vaccine Impact. And it starts with a photograph of, uh, it's interesting, Israel's Israel's Prime Minister Naftali Bennett is seen following the completion of the COVID-19 war games exercise. (laughs) Okay, war games slash uh, hunger games, right? How are you going to get food if the government may give you a handout, just enough to buy you food? How are you going to pay your rent if you don't have a job? This is absolute war against the people. But let's see how how it's going in Israel. By Brian Shalevi, editor of Health Impact News. The flames of COVID fear are being stoked again as the big pharma globalists unleash their new plan to increase profits and exert more tyrannical control over populations by using their corporate media and puppet politicians in an attempt to extend the false COVID pandemic. Within just a couple of days after announcing that a new variant has been discovered in Africa, (laughs) right? And only two people 
have been infected. Oh, shudder, horrors, two people have been infected. Another variant, uh, the, the, the pandemic is getting even worse. Big Pharma has now promised the world that they are rushing to rescue everyone with new drugs and new vaccines to fight this deadly new variant, unquote. Man, the, the, <laughs> the script doesn't change, does it? What kind of people are still watching this Hollywood-like scripted show and actually believing it is true? For those who do not worship the medical system as their savior, it is very easy now to see through the propaganda and hype that is broadcast around the world 24-7. Yeah, it's, just, it's nauseating. In an effort to usher in the Great Reset and the Jew World Order. What I'm going to do in this article today is clearly show how this new variant they are promoting like a new motion picture that they want everyone to watch is a complete scam. And then expose just what it is they want to accomplish through this new round of fear-mongering, which is the only pandemic that is real. A pandemic of fear, yes. And if, and they have uh, a shot here of David Martin. Uh, all variants are scams as SARS-CoV-2 is a scam, yes. And uh, so uh, they published an interview with uh, David Martin, who was interviewed by attorney Reiner Fulmich. Yeah, I think we've covered a lot of that. David Martin was featured in the 2020 documentary Plandemic, where he revealed that there have been government patents on SARS coronaviruses since 1999, and that there's nothing novel about the SARS-CoV-2 novel virus. If you have not yet watched this documentary, and the claim, the original claim is that it's something brand new, that uh, you know has never been seen before. No, it's just the same old flu. That's all it is. If you have not yet watched this documentary, it is must viewing to understand how this all came about in the first place, and that it was in the planning stages for many, many years. Okay, so there's an ad here blocking my view of the screen. Hold on, let me try to get rid of this. Collapse. Clear all notifications. Get rid of them. Thank you. All right. So let's, uh, oh, well, I, I lost the article I was just reading from when I tried to collapse the ads that were in my way. Okay. In his interview with attorney Reiner Fulmich last July, he explained how there are no variants of the COVID-19 <laughs> They are all computer simulations of specific gene sequences. Yes. And we did a couple of shows about that. We extracted about 19 minutes of that interview and is on our BitChute channel. Around, at around the 14-minute mark of this video, Dr. Martin states, quote, There is no such thing as an alpha or beta or gamma delta variant. This is a means by which what is desperately sought as a degree is a degree to which individuals can be coerced into accepting something that they would not otherwise accept. Yeah, fear-mongering, that's all it is. Fear, as uh, Roosevelt said, we have nothing to fear but fear-mongering. There has not been in any of the published studies in what has been reportedly the Delta variant, there has not been a population are not calculated 
which is the actual replication rate. Uh, that's, that doesn't make any sense. It's not a complete sentence here. What has been estimated are computer simulations. There has been no ability to identify any clinically altered gene sequence, which then has a clinically expressed variation. Yeah, they've never really produced any, you know, any such uh, biological gene sequence. And this is the problem all along. This is the problem going back to the very beginning of what's alleged to be a pandemic, is that we do not have any evidence that the gene sequence alteration had any clinical significance whatsoever. There has not been a single paper published by anyone that has actually established that anything novel since November of 2019 has clinical distinction from anything that predates November 2019. The problem with the 73 patents that I described is that those 73 patents all contain what was reported to be novel in December and January of 2019 and 2020, respectively. No, it's going back to 1999. So the problem is that even if we were to accept that there are idiopathic pneumonias, even if we were to accept that there are some set of pathogen-induced symptoms, we do not have a single piece of published evidence that tells us that anything about the subclades SARS-CoV-2 has clinical distinction from anything that was known and published prior to November 2019 in 73 patents dating to 2008. Okay, so it's just fake claims by mass media. There is no, and I am going to repeat this, there is no evidence that the Delta variant is somehow distinct from anything else G-I-S-A-I-D, whatever that means. The fact that we are now looking for a thing does not mean it is a thing because we are looking at fragments of things. It's like the uh, Bible says, we will be running away from phantoms that don't exist. And the fact is that if we choose any fragment, I could come up with, you know, I could come up with a variant Omega tomorrow. And I could come up with a variant omega and it could say, I'm looking for the substrate of either DNA or RNA or even a protein. And I could run around the world going, oh my gosh, fear the omega variant. Well, yeah, that's what they're doing. It's absolute total fear mongering. So let's get back to the Israeli angle here. Israel simulates COVID-19 war game omega exercise on November 11th, 2021. Well, that was just a few days ago. Two weeks before, this current new variant suddenly appeared in Africa and started making the new cycle, Israel, which has been Pfizer's human laboratory to test their COVID shots, ran a war game simulation to prepare for a deadly new variant, which at the time had not yet been named. (laughs) All right. Let me repeat this. War games. Now, it's possible. I would concede that the Israelis, as they have in the past, could target the uh, the, the non-Ashkenazi population that lives in Israel because they've performed medical experiments on them in the past, even giving uh, diseases to children, to non-Ashkenazi children in Israel. So this is, I mean, uh, and they accuse the Nazis of experimenting on humans? Anyway... They call this future variant Omega, and the simulation was carried out on November 11th, 2021. The Jerusalem Post reported, quote, Dozens of top officials took part in what Prime Minister Naftali Bennett called a COVID-19 war exercise 
on Thursday to gauge the country's preparedness for the next wave of the pandemic. See, <laughs> okay, so how do they know there's going to be a new wave? How do they know that? They never knew that in the past. And all the new waves from, you know, the swine flu on up, they've been horrible at predicting when the new wave is going to happen. And then when it did happen, it was a total dud. So how has the success rate suddenly changed? It's nothing but lies, folks. Lies lead to success. Dozens of top officials took part in what, uh, okay, uh, to gauge the country's preparedness for the next wave of the pandemic. Quote, we are starting an unprecedented event here. Yeah, we're starting another wave. The prime minister said at the start of the exercise, not only on an Israeli scale, but on a global level. Hmm. We are conducting a war exercise to prepare for a new variant that does not even exist yet. (laughs) Well, at least he admits it. This Omega exercise, as Bennett called it, was held in the format of a war game, the Prime Minister's office said. Bennett has regularly referred to the Omega strain, the next harmful COVID-19 variant that has not yet been discovered. Hmm. I am Alpha and Omega. Are they mocking Christ here? A war game is a game of the mind. No physical exercises took place, but you can still scare the hell out of people by just pretending something exists. Bennett said that Israel has surfaced from the Delta wave without locking down, proving that, quote, with proper management, the pandemic can be defeated, unquote. That's whether or not people are actually getting sick or large numbers are actually getting sick. And thanks to the Robin Manati, Dr. Mike Eden, and Corny Morningstar Telegram channel for pointing this out. Okay, so anyway, all kinds of claims are coming from Israel, whether there's a, you know, their death rate there from COVID shots is same as the rest of the world. No one can say because it's nothing but lies anyway. Up until now, Africa has been an enigma to the globalist narrative on the COVID-19 pandemic as the continent has the lowest rates of COVID-19 vaccination, while also having the fewest amounts of COVID deaths. Hmm. Hmm. Well, if you, one plus one equals two, which means the lowest rates of vaccination leads to the lowest rates of COVID deaths, which means that the vaccine is the cause of the death elsewhere. Ryan McMacken of the Mises Institute report. Oh, Ludwig von Mises. Since the very beginning of the COVID panic, the narrative has been this. Implement severe lockdowns or your population will experience a bloodbath. It's going to experience a bloodbath either way. Morgues will be overwhelmed. The death total will be astounding. On the other hand, we were assured those jurisdictions that do lockdown would see only a fraction of the death toll. Then, once vaccines became available, the narrative was modified to get shots in arms and then COVID will stop spreading. Those countries without vaccines, on the other hand, will continue to face mass casualties, which never happened. (laughs) Okay, The lockdown narrative, of course, has already been thoroughly overturned. 
Jurisdictions that did not lock down or adopted only weak adopted only weak and short lockdowns ended up with COVID death tolls that were either similar to or even higher than death tolls in countries that adopted draconian lockdowns. Lockdown advocates said lockdown countries would be overwhelmingly better off. These people, these pundits, were clearly wrong. Undaunted by the increasing implausibility of the lockdown narrative, the global health bureaucrats are nonetheless doubling down on forced vaccines, as we now see in Austria. And we continue to be assured that only countries with high vaccination rates can hope to avoid disastrous COVID outcomes. Well, that hasn't happened in Africa at all, because the infrastructure down there prohibits mass inoculations. Yet, the experience in sub-Saharan Africa calls both of these narratives into question. Africa's numbers have been far, far lower than experts warned would be the case. And of course, as we have pointed out, from the very beginning, we pointed out that in Africa, with the uh, low rate of hygiene and the, the lifestyle down there, that uh, they, they should have the highest rate of COVID. But they don't because it's a scam. For example, the AP reported this week that in spite of low vaccination rates, Africa has fared better than most of the world. <laughs> Here's the AP quote. There is something mysterious going on in Africa that is puzzling scientists. No, it's not mysterious at all. It's perfectly logical, said Wafa El Sadir chair of the Global Health at Columbia University. Africa doesn't have the vaccines and the resources to fight COVID that they have in Europe and the U.S., but somehow they seem to be doing better, she said. <laughs> this is silly, folks. It's utterly silly. The emperor has no clothes. The emperor knows it has no clothes. And so it plays stupid. Fewer than 6% of people in Africa are vaccinated. For months, the World Health Organization has described Africa as one of the least affected regions in the world in its weekly pandemic reports. Well, we know why that's the case. Yet disaster for Africa has long been predicted for several reasons beyond the availability of vaccines. For instance, it is known that lockdowns are especially impractical in the poorest parts of the world. Yeah, they, they don't have any food already. And they certainly don't have a pizza delivery. This is because populations in places with undeveloped economies can't simply sit at home and live off savings or debt. Rather, these people must go out into the world and earn a living or steal on a day-to-day -day basis. Starvation is the alternative. Moreover, much of this work is done in the informal economy, so enforcing lockdowns becomes especially difficult because it's a black market which is what's going to have to happen around the world against the COVID lockdown. You're just going to have to go back to cash and forget about your... Uh, and this is one of the reasons, as we've been reporting, why they're trying to outlaw cash in the Western world so they can track you that much better and so they can inflate the money supply without even having a printing press. It was also assumed COVID would be especially deadly in Africa due to the fact many large households live in small housing. Yeah, it's crowded conditions. Hygiene is horrible. 
there's filth in the streets, just like merry old England. But that conventional wisdom flies in the face of the reality of COVID in Africa, which is that there have been fewer deaths. But this new fake variant has been reportedly found in South Africa, two cases is all that has been found, with the supposed first detections coming from Botswana. The variant now has a name, Omicron or Omicron, and while the corporate media is hyping it up and creating fear over it, the people in Africa themselves are not concerned. Yeah, because they're not seeing anybody falling over dead from COVID. Paul Joseph Watson of Summit News reports, the new Omicron Variant of COVID was first detected in four people who were fully vaccinated, according to a public statement by the Botswana government. So, isn't the, isn't the vaccine the disease? From everything we've read from this article, it's science, folks. The vaccinated are the most, most sick. The new variant, which some claim is three times more contagious, was initially discovered in Botswana, before it spread across South Africa. Probably the shipment of a vaccine was at first the Botswana. The news was met with global alarm, prompting financial markets to plummet and new travel bans to be put in place, just like Australia. According to a public statement by the Botswana government, the new mutation was first discovered in four people who had received both doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. It was stupid of them to report that, that they had been fully vaccinated. Okay, so there's a, a copy of a, a public statement media release here. The print's very small, so I will forego that. In any case, continuing with the article, according to the report, four cases of the new variant were reported and recorded on November 22. Quote, the preliminary report revealed that all the four had been completely vaccinated for COVID, according to Botswana authorities. In a subsequent statement, the government revealed that the new variant was detected on four foreign nationals who had entered Botswana on the 7th of November 2021 on a diplomatic mission, but they had been fully vaccinated. So there really is no, there's not a single Botswanan <laughs> or Botswanian who has actually caught the disease. What are the globalists planning to do with this new fake variant? I still can't believe that anybody believes all this nonsense. <laughs> yes, this is utterly silly, but that's what's happening, folks. We're running away from uh, invisible monsters. A boogeyman in the closet called COVID. What are the globalists planning to do with this new fake variant? This is not a difficult question to answer. All one has to do is turn on their TV to a corporate news broadcast or read one of their publications because they will all mostly say the same thing. Kit Knightley, writing for OffGuardian.org OffGuardian, is that, is that a joke? The, the Guardian? is a, Or OffGuardian? Uh, is they an uh, anti-guardian? Don't know. If you want to know exactly how the Omicron variant is going to affect the narrative, well, the Guardian has done a handy. Here's the, all the BS we're going to sell you over the next couple of weeks guide. Okay, so it's anti-guardian. Okay. Oh, it's a play on words. Off guard. 
Okay. They're going to catch you off guard. So it's it's a critique of the Guardian. And here's the bullet points, six of them. The Omicron variant is more transmissible, but they don't know if it's more dangerous yet, keeping their options open. Bullet point number two. It originated in Africa, possible mutating in an untreated AIDS patient. Sick people are breeding grounds for dangerous mutations. Three, it has more than double the mutations of Delta. Scientists and they've only got four cases. (laughs) Scientists anticipate that the virus will be more deadly to infect or reinfect people who have immunity to earlier variants. But they promised us that the vaccines would make us healthy. Undermining natural immunity, of course, selling more boosters, keeping the scare fest going. Four, scientists are concerned that the current vaccines may not be as effective against the new strain. Oh, sob, they may need to be tweaked. Get your boosters and the new booster we haven't invented yet. By the way, all these vaccine producers are making billions hand over fist. Scientists expect that recently approved antiviral drugs such as Merck's pill will work as effectively against the new variant. More on this later. Boy, I shudder to think what's in that pill. Finally, it's already spreading around the world, and travel bans may be needed to prevent the need for another lockdown. But of course, the airlines are reeling from uh, uprisings on board their airplanes, fistfights between mask wearers and non-mask wearers breaking out. And, of course, pilots dying in midair from the shot. Of course, being blamed on COVID. We're already seeing preparations for more. And never, never has mass media ever done a breakdown of vaccinated uh, uh, deaths and injuries of vaccinated versus unvaccinated. They've never done a breakdown. It's just mere claims without any science at all, without any math at all. We're already seeing preparations for more public health measures with the press breathlessly quoting concerned public health officials. We're being told that a new lockdown won't be necessary as long as we remember to get boosted and wear masks and blah, blah, blah. Generally speaking, it's all fairly boilerplate scary nonsense as we have been telling the world here at Eurofolk Radio. And the Christian identity movement, the Jews have never changed their tactics ever. It's just one, whatever scam works at the time, they just keep it going. And, of course, Big Pharma already has their magic pills almost ready for emergency use authorization to come in and save the world. Kit Knightley continues, let's go back to the Guardian's Omicron bullet points above. Quote, there are two more. Scientists are concerned by the number of mutations and the fact some of them have already been linked to an ability to evade existing vaccine-created immune protection. (laughs) Okay, the uh, author inserted the words vaccine-created. Scientists expect that recently approved antiviral drugs such as Merck's Pell will work effectively against the new variant. The new variant is already being described as potentially resistant to the vaccines, but not the new antiviral medications. So, okay, so what's the point of making vaccines if the new variants are already resistant? Duh. 
pharmaceutical giants Merck and Pfizer are both working on COVID pills, which as recently as three days ago were being hyped up in the press. Now, I can see the reason for the pill. A lot of people just don't want to get jabbed, <laughs> right? This is, uh, they have to go. Uh, somebody has to stick a needle in you. That, that's that's uncomfortable. That's painful. But they will be willing to take a pill. Americans are the most pill popping population on the on the planet. So what's another pill? The U.S. may have a game changer, new COVID pill soon. But its success will hinge on rapid testing, so they say. Okay. But, yeah, because they know that people who don't want to get a shot will take a pill. Some will. In the U.S., an emergency use authorization can only be issued if there is no effective medication or treatment already available for a non-existent disease. So the vaccines not being proof against Omicron would be vital to rushing the pills onto the U.S. market at least. If Omicron is found to be resistant to the vaccines, but not the pills, that will give governments an excuse to rush through approving the pills on an EUA basis, just as they did with the vaccines. They can just make stories up as they're making this stuff up, folks. So, in other words, they're they're inventing this pill because they know that a lot of people just don't want to take a jab. But and but who knows what's in the pill? It could be even worse than a jab. So you bet your ass that testing is going to be rapid. <laughs> and, of course, the results will be falsified, as they were with all the Pfizer scam testing. Super rapid. Blink and you'll miss it rapid. Rapid to the point you're not even sure it definitely happened. And now they have an excuse. But the lockdowns are happening. The lack of income is happening. The deaths from Big Pharma are happening. Really, it's just all more of the same. A scare before the new year, okay? Oh, maybe we should let the uh, people have a break from our scaremongering and let them have a, a, a white Christmas and a frigid new year. An excuse to make people believe their Christmas could be in peril. And exercise and flexing their control muscles a bit, milking even more money out of the double jabbed and boosted crowd, now newly terrified of the Omicron variant, variant which was uh, named two weeks before it was uh, even put in, <laughs> into service. And a nice holiday bump for Pfizer's ever inflating stock price. At this point, either you can see the pattern or you can't. You're free to fear machinery. Or you're not. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. Either you believe the government or you don't. They're basically, I'm hoping that the leftists who worship government are all getting jabbed. Targeting the children. If you watched a two-minute video above about the Israeli war games simulation for a new variant, which at the time was allegedly not even known yet, you might have noticed that they are saying that children will be more susceptible to this variant, as they were largely spared from the actual virus. (laughs) How do they know this? They don't know this. They've never known anything about flu 
pandemics in the past. All our predictions for 30, 40 years have all been wrong. Now all of a sudden, they know everything. How could they predict that since children have been mostly immune to COVID-19? Yeah, good question. They predicted that because Israel, along with the U.S., just recently started injecting children between the ages of 5 and 11 with the Pfizer COVID gene-altering shots, and they know full well that injuries and deaths in this age group will soon follow. We know that too. You can be sure that when reports start coming out soon about these children suffering heart disease, blood clots, and deaths, that they will blame it on this new fake variant. And to make matters worse and create even more fear, the hospitals will be overloaded and unable to care for many of these children. By the way, as we predicted, there is a nurse nurse shortage developing to the level of 60% of understaffing in many hospitals. Because number one, the nurses who have taken the jab are getting ill and can't make it to work. And number two, those nurses who refused to take the jab either quit or were fired. Now they're offering huge bonuses to nurses to come back to work. But the the condition will be that you must get jabbed. So how is this going to work out for the Jew World Order? If they can't get nurses, as I you may recall, at the very start of this, they're, they're going to, when they start, injecting hospital workers, the janitor is going to be required to give the shots. But if the janitor gets the shot, he'll be sick too. There won't be any healthy. The only healthy people will be upper management who pretend to get shots but don't. And to make matters worse and create even more fear, the hospitals will be overloaded and unable to care for many of these children. Not because of the new variant is so strong and destructive, but because they have gutted the ERs and hospitals by firing or forcing many of the staff to quit because of COVID-19 vaccine mandates. What's going to be left of big pharma, big hospital, big government, when they don't have anybody qualified to, to carry out their mandates? Don't they see that this is highly impractical, <laughs> to say the least. And, you know, and in the past, with the attempt to get people to vaccinate previous to COVID, it's been hospital workers, doctors and nurses who have been most resistant to get jabbed. Have they suddenly become stupid? Or have they been bribed? Or are they faking the shots? But the ones who are getting the real jabs are getting sick and dying. There's no doubt about this. We have already seen this begin to happen with just a handful of children who were hurt in the parade attack in Waukesha, Wisconsin last week. Boy, Wisconsin is really getting hit hard, isn't it? Loss of medical staff due to mandatory vaccines affecting care of children in Wisconsin critically injured in parade attack as ERs nationwide begin to close. Okay? So, the emergency youth, author, youth, sorry, youth authorization 
is causing ERs to close, emergency rooms to close because of the fake pandemic. These COVID-19 bioweapon shots are now what is driving the fake pandemic. There's no doubt about this. Last year, they accomplished this by simply reclassifying the flu as COVID-19, as the actual overall death rate did not increase much last year. And those in the funeral industry have confirmed that, while also confirming that massive deaths have only been happening this year, 2021, after the COVID-19 shots were introduced. Yes, in 2020, there was no massive increase of funeral home uh, funerals. None. Is there anything that is true about this new variant? Yes, everyone agrees that the vaccines and other measures that have been taken to supposedly combat COVID-19 have failed. Yeah, even the the vaccine producers (laughs) admit that they've failed. But no matter how badly they fail, they keep banging their heads against the wall and keep injecting people to death. With the creation of this new fake variant, they have actually had to admit that those who have been fully vaccinated and have their health passports will soon need to start from scratch again and agree to all the new drugs and repurposed vaccine booster shots to be able to have a passport that allows them to participate in society. Whatever society is left will be very little. The zombie apocalypse is here, folks. The absolute zombie apocalypse, and they're the ones who are causing it. And, of course, we reported early on that the uh, swabs were laden, and, and, the, and the industry admitted that the swabs were contaminated. What were they contaminated with? And they were sticking these swabs up people's noses, pushing uh, through the barrier, the brain uh, nasal cavity barrier, injuring people badly. But it's all in the name of science, folks. Believe the science. What science? There is no science. It's all fake. So, how many people will hold to the adage, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me? But no, people have been conditioned to trust government. Trust your teacher. Trust your liberal. Trust your college professor. Trust a doctor, but don't trust common sense. Don't, don't, don't you dare question authority. We're about to find out how many people rely on that old adage. And they quote, The Lord will keep you free from every disease. He will not inflict on you the horrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but he will inflict them on all who hate you. Deuteronomy 7.15 Your children who follow you in later generations and foreigners who come from distant lands will see the calamities that have fallen on the land and the diseases with which Yahweh has afflicted it. Deuteronomy 29.22 And he's afflicting Judeo-Christians because they refuse to obey his laws. By the way, there's a photograph, a profile of Dr. Fauci here. Is his nose getting bigger, <laughs> longer, like Pinocchio? <laughs> Bombshell. 
Video emerges where Fauci and others planned for a universal mRNA flu vaccine, which became the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine because people were not afraid enough of the flu virus, (laughs) right? Okay, fear-mongering up the wazoo, folks. Fear-mongering up the wazoo. Vaccinated doctor, another headline here. Vaccinated doctors are dying and unvaccinated doctors are quitting or being fired. Who will run the hospitals? We've been asking this question for over a year now. Now it's becoming obvious that this is a problem. We are living in a tyrannical world. Oh, Father Yahweh, please send your son sooner rather than later. I can't take this anymore. Uh, spoiler says the head of the South African Medical Association has said that the new variant Omicron only causes very mild disease also note that Omicron is an anagram of moronic (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) yeah the moronic variant oh man <laughs> Adolf Richter says, behind every Freemason is six million Jews. <laughs> That's a lot of Jews. There are a lot of fallen ones still work, work, uh, lurking in the atmosphere. The Nephilim. And Chicago has a Nephilim mayor. There's no doubt about that. So, wow. Crazy, crazy stuff. So, Thank you for that link, uh, spoiler. And uh, let me go back now to uh, the reporting on Australia. But uh, there was uh, very little in that report about what's actually going on in Israel. But it was a good report regarding what's going on in the world with uh, total lockdown and the lack of lockdown in Africa because they're not getting vaccinated. The lack of disease, COVID disease in Africa because they're not getting vaccinated. Okay. So let's uh, let's take another uh, website here. This is Bible Science Forum, Australia, Total Tyranny Police State by Dr. John Gideon Hartnett. Now, whether this is an Australian, let's see, the preview, the burning platform was actually based in America because Australia doesn't allow people to post on, post on media sites on the internet. Okay, so again, they're they're using uh, facial recognition more and more frequently everywhere. So they want to target the centers. They want to target the centers. And they will resort to this if they have to. But as more and more medical personnel, I mean, there's got to be police officers who are quitting their jobs because they can't take it anymore. They don't want to be tyrants. But I guess in the last couple of decades, they've been seeking tyrannical people to staff the police departments around the world. And they're getting training in Israel to be even more tyrannical. Okay. So, South Africa Trials Orwell app. 15 minutes to take a picture of your face in your allowed location. Hmm. Facial recognition forcibly. 
But look, Africa is so backwards. There is no technology outside of uh, cities that were, were built by white people. No technology whatsoever. They're all still lion meat. Uh, either, either they they kill the lion or they wind up being lion meat, and they kill each other even more frequently. The the wild tribes in Africa kill each other constantly, and they still practice cannibalism. They still eat each other, folks. The state of South Australia is trialing a new surveillance tool. It's already one of the most surveilled countries on planet Earth, like New York City. So surprisingly, Chicago has not implemented the, the, the con- traffic control cameras that the city of Chicago instituted many years ago are largely gone. There's been so much vandalism against those cameras that uh, they have given up trying to maintain them. Uh, they've been, <laughs> what was that weapon in Ghostbusters? <laughs> they've been slimed. The cameras have been slimed. South Aussies are required to download an app on their smartphones. That's why I don't download any apps on my on my phone. I don't even have a smartphone. Don't know what a smartphone is. I know my phone can be connected to the internet, but I do as little of that as possible. Which all need to have with GPS switched on. So they can locate you. Not so that you can find a place you're going to, but so they can locate you. The app randomly requires that they send a photo of their face. With facial recognition software, of course. Which tells the governing overlords where the person is at that time. 5G is not enough. If they are not at home, the Gestapo is sent around to their house, probably to take them into custody. Well, wherever, whenever they find them anyway, can you imagine how many uh, Australians are going to be fugitives? A message from Monica, Monica Smith. But uh, that's another section of the article. Read more on this facial recognition post here. So let me share this post here with the people in the chat room because uh, this is a, looks like another really good website and we need to share this information with as many people as possible. So here's the link, Chatters. And I will switch to the link Uh, I want to read more about the facial recognition aspect of this internet post. Okay, 15 minutes to take a picture of your face in the loud. So what is permitted? Now, of course, common law states that if there's no law against it, then in the Bible, if if there's no law against it, you're, you're free to do it. But you take risk. You you you, um, you know have to assume the risk and the guilt if something ha- if something goes wrong. Okay, that's common law. But now they're passing so many laws illegally. You know all of these vaccine mandates here in America. 
have been passed by governors as dictates, not as law with the state legislature involved. That goes for Illinois, Wisconsin, every state. The governors and mayors are bypassing their city council and their state legislatures. And, of course, Biden is bypassing the uh, Congress when he uh, offers his dictates. So, I mean, it should be really obvious to everybody that the Constitution has been overthrown. But we still have the local sheriffs. And the local sheriffs are the supreme law in the county. And not all the sheriffs have capitulated. And neither have the militia. Because the militia is every able-bodied man or woman uh, over the age of 18, I believe it is, capable of carrying a gun and shooting a gun. That's That's what it was in ancient Israel. They did not have a standing army. The Founding Fathers did not have a standing army. They just authorized a militia. And that militia is the world's largest standing army. I shudder to think what would happen to any UN troops and a Chinese military that try to take over America. It will be a bloodbath, that's for sure. But the Bible predicts that when Yahshua returns... His vesture will be dipped in blood, right? As he walks around, his his robe will be soaking up blood. Australia's descent into Orwellian hell continues to blow up the internet, at least parts of the internet where all the interesting people are still allowed. <laughs> it also continues to make international headlines from the Atlantic. Intra, not inter, intra-state travel within Australia is also severely restricted. And the government of South Australia, one of the country's six states, developed and is now testing an app as Orwellian as any of the free in the free world to enforce its quarantine rules. And this is from the Atlantic. This is a mainstream magazine. People in South Australia will be forced to download an app that combines facial recognition and geolocation. The state will text them at random times, and thereafter they will have 15 minutes to take a picture of their face in the location where they are supposed to be. So don't wander from home any more than 15 minutes away. Should they fail... The local police department will be sent to follow up in person. I wonder how many of those police officers have taken their facial recognition shots. It's another kind of shot, folks. Quote, we don't tell them how often or when on a random basis they have to reply within 15 minutes. Premier Stephen Marshall explained, quote, I think every South Australian should feel pretty proud that we are the national pilot for the home-based quarantine app. No, they, they should be shuddering in fear. Not proud. They should be angry, is what they should be. They should be outraged. That last bit in bold, the last sentence I read, The Australians should feel proud of being slaves. That last bit in bold is what you call spin. Summit News has also picked up on the story. 
The government of South Australia is running a trial for a system that could eventually force citizens to take a photo of themselves via a government app to report their location on demand within 15 minutes of authorities requesting it or face a police investigation. Yes, really. With no end in sight for the lifting of the country's brutal lockdown, Aussies could face even more invasive state intrusion into their private lives under the justification of stopping the spread of the virus. The South Australian government is preparing to roll out an app that will contact people at random, asking them to provide proof of their location within 15 minutes, according to reports. Attention! About face! Cower before the government! If people refuse to report their location or are unable to do so, police are then dispatched to hunt them down. Quote, we don't tell them how often or when on a random basis they have to reply within. How often do they have to do this? Said Premier Stephen Marshall. How about, how does the Premier have to do this? This is barely much different from literally fitting people with electronic ankle bracelets that track their every movement like prisoners under home arrest, a policy that was actually considered by Australian authorities earlier this year. Oh, that's a lovely ankle bracelet you have there, Martha. It should be made clear that the app is currently only being trialed for people in so-called home quarantine who have been deemed COVID positive. Well, you know, if it's going to be trialed, and if it succeeds, which it obviously will, you know, government bureaucrats can't help but expand their programs, whether they fail or not. However, given that every measure put in place during the so-called pandemic has been escalated, and given that the category of people to whom these measures apply has been constantly expanded, it is entirely likely that once this has been normalized for people in home quarantine in South Australia, it will become the new normal for everybody across Australia, just as constant intervention in your life has become the new normal. Didn't they promise that if you get vaccinated, then we will go back to normal? No, they lied. It is not difficult to imagine the logic. Sarcasm. The plethora of new strains would require more stringent lockdowns because a small, selfish minority continue to think that the rules don't apply to them. Governments will be forced to roll out the app across the country. But of course, the government officials do not have to comply, just as in the Soviet Union. The federal government proposed a similar app in 2020, but after a severe public backlash, it was quickly disappeared. As with the vaccine that is becoming mandatory in all but name, the government is finding a way to make it happen. It represents an insidious new level of mind control. Face masks are a surrender of personal identity and autonomy. Now, well, now that they have a picture of your face, facial recognition app, yeah, they won't. They'll probably drop the face mask requirement. <laughs> you know, but, but if your face, you know what? If I'm required to, I will wear my face mask <laughs> so, over my entire face. The vaccines represent bodily and spiritual submission via the willingness to inject poison in exchange for imagined freedom. Yeah, 
Imagine freedom. Well said. An app that demands you send a photo of yourself in the correct location means you can never be left alone. You must always have your phone with you. You must have a phone, and it has to be a smartphone. But officer, my battery died. You're under arrest. You can never just be. There is nowhere you can go. Nowhere you can escape. That is a Christian website. Good job. Well done. But let's get back to the original site here. And that was just a continuation of the first article. This next article, a message from Monica. And Monica says, quote, I would rather be in prison with no rights than willingly sign them away. If I do not let them break me, you can't let them break you either. Well, let's hope Monica is strong enough. Monica Smith, S-M-I-T. Monica Smith. Okay, she's an Australian. Reignite is the uh, website, Reignite. So, the story of Monica Smith. Monica Smith, a political activist who started the group Reignite Democracy Australia, is now in prison on trumped-up charges in Victoria. She is a political prisoner who is held on bogus charges because her organization, which I am a part of, is sticking it out to the Victorian dictator too well. (laughs) Or sticking it to, rather. Sticking it to the Victorian dictator too well. She was initially stopped for a traffic stop, but they arrested her for, quote, incitement, which means this is a targeted arrest and police were waiting for her to make a wrong move. Apparently, she was alleged to have incited some mothers to remove barricades from a park so their children could play on the equipment. Serious crime, eh? Of course, none of that is true anyway. Yeah, they can make just just like in the Soviet Union. They can fabricate any kind of charge. In a dramatic turn of events, she has refused to sign her bail certificate because the bail conditions were too onerous. Here's an excerpt from the Reignite Democracy Australia statement on the matter. Allow us to begin by saying that there has been enormous support for Monica from people not only in Australia, but from all over the world. It's been astounding. It's a testament of everything that Monica stands for, being a voice for the people and preserving their God-given democratic rights, Uh, Republican rights. This is precisely why biblical rights, God-given rights, This is precisely why Monica has declined to sign the bail order. The solicitor stated that the bail conditions were some of the most onerous conditions he had ever seen, and that some may have even been unconstitutional in their effect. The first consequence would be an immediate dismantling of Reignite Democracy Australia, which means that the organization she created would would fall apart, which would then impact on every other similar website. Manny Shishine of LegalBit Lawyers, an excellent and reliable solicitor, declared that, quote, signing that bail order would have effectively put an end to democracy in Australia. Whoa. Well, shouldn't it only apply to her? But I guess they would have a similar bail uh, order 
for everybody that's arrested. Be assured that he's working with an experienced barrister, Marcel White, that we feel privileged to also have on board. Both are ready and willing to take this all the way to the Supreme Court or even the High Court, as this will set an important precedent. Meanwhile, this means that Monica will be in custody for as long as four to six weeks. Well, it's good that they're willing to let her out. It's important that you all know that Monica came to this decision of her own volition. For her, this was non-negotiable. Be assured that the RDA team are committed to keeping the website going as it's more important now than ever. And this statement was by Monica's parents, John and Lisa. Well, good for them. Okay, I hope the resistance grows in Australia. It really needs to update. Federal Member of Parliament George Christensen has weighed in on the matter. He is a rebel. He's not one of the COVID monsters. Uh, Yeah, the COVID monster. (laughs) That's what we need to call it, the COVID monster. Anti-lockdown campaigner Monica Smith is currently a political prisoner in the People's Republic of Dan, Dan Andrews, Dan, Dan Andrews, Dan, whoever Dan Andrews is, I'm not sure, otherwise known as Victoria. I guess he's the prime minister of Victoria. Victoria, Stan. Earlier today, I spoke with both Miss Smith's partner and also her lawyer, who informed me of this news. She has been charged with a claim of incitement and allegedly breaching the CHO directives for posting remarks online in that were in opposition to Victorian Labor government's lockdown regime. Now remember, the same thing happened to uh, Miss Chablot in Britain. Uh, She was charged with incitement using the internet for making fun of Jews in her songs. But that was, uh, you know, that was, uh, well, you could call it comedy, poetic license. But this is serious, folks. (laughs) This is not making fun of people. This is uh, rebelling against the government. In order to secure bail, the authorities demanded that she not only shut down her political organization, Reignite Democracy Australia, and all of its associated websites and social media accounts, but they also demanded that she not continue to incite opposition to the Victorian Labour government's lockdown regime, which would likely mean she is not able to express her opposition to the Andrews lockdown regime publicly. Okay, and Alison Chablot was not allowed to criticize Jews publicly ever again. It should be noted that Reignite Democracy Australia, or RDA, I'll just call it RDA from now on, has an application before the Electoral Commission to become a political party. No, 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 no. No opposition political parties allowed. This is the Soviet Socialist Republic of Australia. So to be clear, Ms. Smith will only be allowed out of jail if she shuts down a fledgling political party and that fledgling political party's means of communications, and if she refrains from any discussion around the political issue of lockdowns in Victoria. No. 
No wonder she's fighting this. Good for her. Let's see if more Australians uh, come to her support. Miss Smith's imprisonment and her bail conditions are a clear breach of the implied constitutional freedom of political communication. And just as this freedom is being undermined in Victoria, so too is the public trust and respect for the police when Vic Paul is arresting and prosecuting political campaigners like Miss Smith. I call on Ms. Smith to be released from jail without these outrageous limitations on her political rights and for the police to withdraw the politically motivated charges against her and to refrain from other further political arrests and prosecution. And this uh, gentleman here uh, is an MP, Member of Parliament, the Federal Parliament of Australia, George Christensen, is the statement I just read here. Very good. Kudos to him. Uh, throw a couple of shrimp on the barbie for MP Christensen. Okay, so we've got about 15 minutes left. There's uh, more links here. So this is uh, uh, really good stuff. Again, this is BibleScienceForum.com, Australia Total Tyranny Police State. And as I mentioned a few days ago, the feds now have new laws, Identify and Disrupt Act 2021. Boy, that has a military ring to it. (laughs) That's how uh, we did in Vietnam. Uh, Disrupt, identify, and kill. (laughs) Right? Disruption and interdiction. That means just random firing into the jungle because we had to uh, use up ordnance. To edit and delete your social media and also write stuff as if it came from you. Oh, so they can fake what you're saying and then arrest you for it. Now we're going to see 1984 on steroids. Democracy is lost, that is, freedom is lost in Australia. The Surveillance Legislation Amendment Identify and Disrupt Bill 2021 was rapidly stuck through with little debate or fanfare in a 24-hour window. Oh, just like our Federal Reserve Act. The piece of legislation had the support of both the Liberal and Labor parties. What does that tell you? It, they need a third party badly. It passed both houses of federal parliament on 25th August, 2021. Amazing, folks. Absolutely amazing. Here's a summary of what it does amends the Surveillance Devices Act of 2004 and Telecommunications Interception and Access Act 1979. Two, quote, introduce data disruption warrants to enable the Australian Federal Police and the Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission to disrupt data by modifying, adding, copying, or deleting data in order to frustrate the commission of serious offenses online. Well, they will just assume that you're committing an offense because this is a, this applies to every Australian. So you're guilty. You're guilty of being a freedom lover if you don't like this law. Folks, what's coming to Australia, the Rothschilds will tr- attempt to put here. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler says, take the magic jack pill. Yeah, that uh, that pill that Pfizer is going to ask you to take will uh, will be a transmitter, <laughs> a radio transmitter, so they can follow you anywhere you go. 
and you won't be able to poop it out because it's going to lodge somewhere in your body. <laughs> my wazoo, my choice. <laughs> Love it. My wazoo, my choice, right? That should be the slogan for the feminists. Here, here, here's a supplement for you all. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm having too much fun with all this catastrophe. But we know that if we obey Yahweh's laws, he will protect us. We better have more and more people obeying Yahweh's laws. But nevertheless, they will try to impose their tyranny upon us. And folks, it will get to be any any over-the-counter medication will have this type of technology in it, including suppositories. The Magic Jack suppository, if you will. <laughs> shudder. I shudder to think the thought. <laughs> All right, so total tyranny. <laughs> I... I shouldn't have said that. I'm giving them ideas. <laughs> right? Pfizer, the new suppository, the COVID suppository. Take it up the wazoo. So this is what happens when you stop obeying Yahweh's laws. I guess the Australians were just having too much fun, becoming too atheistic, too agnostic. Europe has gone the same route. America is really the only uh, nominally Christian country left. But there's still enough real Christians that Yahweh will step in to intervene. Well, it's coming to America. We'll see what they can do to us. We'll see. All right, let's continue. So, and this new act of 2021 will make minor technical corrections. The Surveillance Devices Act of 2004 to introduce network activity warrants to enable the AFP and ACIC to collect intelligence on serious criminal activity by permitting access to the devices and networks used to facilitate criminal activity. (laughs) You're guilty. Any device can be used to facilitate criminal activity. I can wad up toilet paper and make it heavy into a ball and throw it at somebody and knock them out. Anything could be used to facilitate criminal activity. The Crimes Act of 1914. Oh, wow. They're going to amend that too. To introduce account takeover warrants to enable the AFP and ACIC to take over a person's online account for the purposes of gathering evidence to further a criminal investigation. And plant evidence. They can now plant electronic evidence using your account. And make minor amendments to the controlled operations regime to ensure controlled operations can be conducted effectively in the online environment. All for your health and safety, no doubt. And 10 acts to make consequential amendments. Uh, How can anyone not see 
that this is total tyranny. How can anyone not see it? Folks, George Orwell's 1984 is right here and now. It's right here and now. And that's why they forbid people. (laughs) Well, they haven't forbade the reading of Bibles here in America. But they have dropped the reading of 1984. That was required reading when I went to school, to high school. In Chicago, that was required reading. Not anymore. They don't want you to find out (laughs) how thoroughly his prediction has come true that the world would be run uh, using fake wars. But I don't think he dreamed that the fake medicine would come to play. Maybe it's been a long time since I read the book. But there have been other books about that. I think Soylent Green covers that aspect. And Brave New World covers that aspect. We have been warned in so many ways that this is coming. And it's here now, folks. It is here. People of planet Earth have been having too much fun. And fun and games is over. The Rothschilds are getting serious. The tyrants are getting serious. They have to lock down. Otherwise, they will lose power. That's what's going on. They are getting desperate. The the more extreme the devices they use, it means that they are getting more desperate. And the fact that they are killing and wounding their own medical staff proves it. But they anticipate, well, they can always substitute the medicos with military people trained to give injections. I'm sure that day is coming too. Okay. So, let me read Revelation chapter 18. This is talking about the destruction of Mystery Babylon and the prediction of the medical tyranny. I'll start with verse 20. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. That is Mystery Babylon, the global banking establishment of the Rothschilds. Verse 21, And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea. You think an asteroid or or a meteor might fall upon the earth? and wipe out all the big cities that they control, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. I like that. Verse 22, And the voice of harpers and musicians, and the sound of mainstream media pundits, will be heard no more at all in thee. And no politicians and craftsmen and carpenters and construction workers will evermore work for thee, Mystery Babylon. None of these shall be found any more in thee, and no nurses and doctors and uh, janitors. Electricians shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. So they won't be grinding wheat for the Rothschilds any longer. 
Verse 23, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, except maybe Las Vegas. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And of course, the word sorcery comes from the Greek pharmakia. All nations have been deceived by their pharmakia. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints and of all that were slain upon the earth, not just by pharmakia, but by staged warfare and poverty caused by bankers. All wars are bankers' wars, and if they would just leave the people alone, there would be very little poverty because the debt that people are forced to accumulate causes more poverty than there ever existed. And they accumulate their wealth by stealing from the people. And then they starve and live under viaducts. (laughs) Even here in America, people living under viaducts because they've been dispossessed by the banksters and their real estate agents, etc., etc., mortgage companies, you name it. Folks, we're not quite at the end. I just wanted to give you this ray of hope that the book of Revelation predicts the total destruction of Mystery Babylon. We have to stick it out. Don't lose hope. Some of us may have to fight back violently. Some of us may have to go to jail, like Miss Smith in Australia. We'll see how that turns out. We'll follow that case. So, folks, this is a report on Australia and the world, how people are beginning. I can't believe that people still believe that this this COVID nonsense is real. I just can't believe anybody even believes it. But they've been brought up to believe the talking heads on smell-o-vision. Oh, here's a good quote. <laughs> this is from Scott Jung-un of North Korea. No jab, no freedom. And he's the leader of a communist country. Everyone has a choice. That's the sort of country we live in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can avoid the jab. That's your choice. But if you do, we'll lock you up or kill you. That's your choice. You always have a choice. But if you don't want that kind of tyranny to come here to America or to Europe, then uh, it's time for us to get wise. And John Gideon Hartnett is an Australian physicist and cosmologist and a Christian with a biblical creationist worldview. Very interesting. Okay, uh, view archive. Again, this website is BibleScienceForum.com. Australia Total Tyranny Police State. John Gideon Hartnett, Australian physicist and cosmologist and Christian with biblical creationist worldview. Very good. Two very good websites, actually three very good websites uh, that we quoted from this evening to give you the latest roundup of real news 
as opposed to mass media disinformation. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Hope to see you all tomorrow morning on Bloodlines. Uh, Paul English will be with me again. And uh, and then, of course, Pastor Martins on Voice of Christian Israel at 11 a.m. Central Time. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. See you all next time. Bye-bye.